smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast welcome to this episode of kicks for free in which we discuss all things football i am bhargav sharma and with me is timan sarkar messi This week uh, in the AFC Cup qualifier against Trivuvan Army Club in Goa Bengaluru FC will try uh, to repair what has been an ordinary season for them one that saw them finish 7th in the Indian Super League uh, the former ISL champion started off with three draws and three wins from their first six games but what followed was worse they lost the next four games including against uh, SC East Bengal a team that struggled through their uh, debut season uh, coach carlos quadrat paid for the lean run and promoted from the reserve team noshad musa uh, saw them through to the end of the season uh, now bengaluru and india goalkeeper uh, gurpreet singh sandhu thinks all that is in the past and under new coach the 52 year old italian and former eintracht uh, frankfurt technical director Marco Pezzaioli uh, Bengaluru FC are ready to reclaim their position of pride in Indian and hopefully Asian football. Now I was on leave uh, for the past week but uh, Sandhu spoke to Dhiman on a wide range of issues. Yeah he did and uh, yeah we must say we missed you uh, because that entire conversation had to be done by me. And you know what what I found was that uh, like he is usually under the bar mm. uh, Sandhu was calm and collected. He didn't flinch at what could be perceived as difficult questions, but he didn't lose his shirt over them either. And and he spoke on a range of issues, uh, which including mm. Bangalore's uh, not too good a season. And he took all those questions uh, straight up, and he gave answers as uh, best as he could. I thought. Mm. Right. So over to Gurpreet Singh Sandhu then. Let's get started, Gurpreet. Uh, I wanted to find out. You know, everyone's talking about COVID. COVID is part of us, etc. But how do you prepare for a competition next week when people in your bubble test positive, people staying with you test positive? Does that kind of distract from the preparation? I think for that short while, it it kind of uh, worries you. Mm-hmm. But um, the situation is. such that we have uh, we have the chance of i i think the opportunity to isolate the others and also uh, test everyone the very same day or the next day mm. so i mean to have that uh, option does make it a bit you know less stressful but at that very moment when you get to know that there is a case or something like that right. it is very stressful right it does distract or you know puts you away from your 
you know target in that uh, split 30 seconds okay. but later it, it's fine everyone tested it's fine then you know the other thing is this bubble fatigue okay now you guys you've been living in a bubble from what october maybe for the isl then the india team now another bubble so you know how do you deal with this uh, this can get very unnerving i think mentally it's it's been very tough honestly uh, i think the moment i came back from uh, australia last year in september mm-hmm. uh, i remember that i had to quarantine for 14 days right i think i i was getting some treatment for a week and then uh, the physio who was treating me he got covid <laughs> so then again i had to quarantine for 14 days uh, because i had been in uh, you know direct mm-hmm. then you know the the isl bubble the pre season bubble so it's uh, it's it's been difficult because now now we know i have experienced it that how life can be if there's not much freedom uh, mm. to do what you want to explore and you know to do the usual that we've been doing and it's a, it's a difficult life uh, it you know brings a different perspective i know that uh, for a fact ki you know you start thinking about other situation other people other animals and stuff like that right who are living this situation and you feel like yeah i mean we are still in a five star hotel or right. we are getting food and stuff like that ah. imagine about ah. you know, uh, people who are going through much much more tough situation so that uh, makes us feel like that we are in Gratitude. a better place okay yeah but um, honestly it's it's very tough because you you're giving everything physically as well mm-hmm. you don't have the opportunity to disconnect and uh, take yourself out of the situation because every single day you come back into the bubble see the same people so it it's not easy but uh, when you know how things are going on uh, in the world right now in the country right now mm-hmm. being in a bubble i think is one of the safest places right now to be And, and mentally, you know, I mean, I and I ask this because Glenn Maxwell recently said this that you know, living continuously in a bubble, you often you don't know how to get in touch with people in the outside world anymore. How do you look at this? Because you've been in a bubble pretty much for what seven, eight months now. It does, uh, you know, put you in a situation where nothing else is familiar. You know, once ah. you're out, nothing else is familiar not normal uh, life is familiar i remember that after the isl finished for us i had 3 4 days mm-hmm. and i went home uh, on the way to home i was so uh, like scared to travel uh, with people who i don't know strange right. people you know right and then when you're home you don't want to go out because like you've been in a bubble and then you're like no yaar i mean i mm-hmm. i can't go out mm-hmm. you know i'm not used to this how will i go out and stuff like that so it's uh, mentally very very uh, tough also because uh, if you're away from your family and you're in a bubble right your family friends your partners uh, everyone you know yeah. if you're away from them it makes it triple difficult mm. because uh, you're used to being with your family your partner your friends mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you have to spend time in a bubble alone in a room mm. it's okay for you know one to Three months, but once it you know goes beyond it, it's right. very very mentally. And I I personally uh, recommend and uh, tell people like you know if you feel like you're feeling down mentally, do speak to a professional because mm-hmm. you know they they help you out a lot because they listen. 
So, right. you know, that, that's one of the best ways to, you know, cope uh, with such things. Well, now to the business at hand. I mean, you play an AFC Cup qualifier next week. Bangalore have been taking this tournament more seriously than most other Indian clubs. You've played at East Bengal. I'll come to that later. But so, so does it sort of, you know, add to the pressure of the fact that you're playing a qualifier and you're playing a team that you're expected to win? Does it sort of uh, add to the fact that you're playing uh, an Asian competition? I think the motive always uh, for me before I joined BFC was to join a club where I could, uh, you know, play more AFC competitions. Mm. And fortunately, uh, since I've joined, I think almost every single year we have played right. uh, AFC competition or AFC games. And uh, that has uh, been a motive for me because it's one of the highest uh, level of competitions and games that the club plays or right. any club plays in India. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's it's a different feeling when you play in uh, the ISL or the Super Cup. Mm-hmm. But when you, you know, uh, go to an international stage, that's where you want to be. That's where the best teams are. Right. That's what uh, I felt like I wanted to do and I have been doing with BFC that a lot. You know, there has been success and there has been right. uh, failures as well. Right. But um, it's it's been a privilege to, you know, play these games. But I've uh, noticed and I know this from experience that we we never go out, you know, expecting that, you know, we'll beat a team okay. beforehand. Mm-hmm. It's good to have confidence, but it's it's not good to have overconfidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we respect every opponent that we face. And uh, on the given day, we try to do everything that we can, which is given by a plan. Mm. And uh, if the plan works well, uh, we win the game. And that's that's what we do. And that's what we'll do next week. Five uh, players from the reserve team. That's that's quite a statement, isn't it? I mean, uh, is that is that a sign of the fact that Bangalore are now accepting that the core of the squad needs to be gradually changed because you have kept the same core for quite some time and players are not getting any younger. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm getting older as well. And, uh, so one of the have, younger ones. <laughs> you have uh, new fresh talent coming in. Uh, honestly, these boys, they have been uh, in the reserve team squad for quite a while. And finally, to have fresh players in the squad. Like in the last three years, four years, uh, we've had two, three boys which are coming in in the first team. Right. But now coach Marco, who, you know, loves uh, young players mm-hmm. because they are so much hungry. They are, they are so hungry and they want to prove so much mm-hmm. that they give that extra bit. And, right. You know, if you can use that, it's, it's amazing. So to, you know, have these young players in the team is very, very important because the exposure of being in a first team will, you know, take them leaps and bounds uh, rather than, you know, sometimes being in the reserve team. And just training. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, for them, it will be very helpful and we are very excited to, you know, have them. So, your thoughts on the new coach, uh, Marco Pizzoli? How have you seen him? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that, uh, I mean, I'm late for this uh, meeting just because, you know, how the way we have been training. And okay. it's it's been intense uh, and it's it's been joyful as well at the same time you know uh, you have that feeling when you work so hard you get so tired mm-hmm. but when you step off the pitch you feel like that's the kind of uh, you know uh, feeling that I'm having and I'm pretty sure the other boys are as well mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's good to get pushed and uh, I'm, I'm very very uh, 
you know, looking forward to how Coach Marco will help us because he's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very demanding and uh, that's a good thing because we want to win and uh, with BFC, he'll, I'm pretty sure, take us to another level. When you joined, I think if, if memory serves me right, Albert Roca was the coach. Uh, when yes. you joined 2017, right. So then Albert Roca, then Carlos Quadrat, more or less stable situation. Then suddenly there's a bit of unstable instability where Norshad Musa comes in. So yeah. how have you seen each of these coaches? And and, and and you know, don't tell me that you know I've learned a little bit from every one of them. I think uh, like when I was uh, with the club and Coach Roca was there, mm-hmm. uh, I remember that. Uh, he said one thing. Uh, I think it was my second game for okay. BFC. Okay. Uh, second or first game. And uh, he mentioned one thing in the dressing room. He said that you guys have been paid to come and train every day. Right. Playing or playing is not uh, your choice. It's my choice. Okay. <laughs> and if you come and train and show me uh, that you're good enough, mm-hmm. then you'll play. I'll choose you. And uh, that's the kind of effect that uh, Coach Roka had. And uh, he helped me uh, broaden my horizon and uh, helped me explore so much about myself in the game. Uh, Be it, you know, starting from the back or, Mm -hmm. you know, using my distribution Mm -hmm. and uh, communicating with, you know, uh, the whole team, putting me in a situation where uh, I'm one of the three, four captains in the team. Okay. So... Coach Roka really helped me uh, uh, take charge of uh, the team in some situations where uh, I can, you know, be a part of that core. And that was very, very new for me, you know, at a club level. I I, I was not used to that. Right. And that carried on, you know, with uh, with Carles as well. Okay. And uh, I think with with Carles, we all we were trying to do is, you know, trying to achieve as much as we can without changing much. Right. And, you know, sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. Uh, some systems uh, become uh, too stagnant at some point. I, I think that's what happened with us uh, last season as well, that we were too predictable at, at points and uh, we got hurt with that. But uh, now, again, you know, we, we have something fresh. Okay. And uh, we have a new challenge with us, uh, you know, with Coach Marco, who's going to push us. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, um, I learned something from that as well. Like you Mm -hmm. said, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we all learned something. But I think all these coaches have uh, helped me uh, gain something about about, uh, not just football, but about, you know, life experience as well, Mm -hmm. Um, be it on the pitch or off the pitch. Sometimes putting players in different situations uh, helps a player learn a lot more about you know, uh, not just about themselves, but about the team as well. And uh, I have learned in the last four or five years, the transition of, you know, being a, you know, name on the sheet to, you know, being a player in the club who cares about the club so much okay. and wants to know and uh, help out as much as they can. You mentioned distribution under Roka and that's a very interesting point for a goalkeeper because... Uh... You know, you possibly have the best distribution skills of a goalkeeper in the country. And I think one of your goals in the ISL, it was an assist to Sunil. I don't remember which game. Uh, and you also put it out on Twitter. It was against uh, Mumbai. Right. And you put out on Twitter saying yeah. that, you know, it, 
you'd seen Ederson do something similar uh, uh, for City. Actually, Sunil Bhai showed me Ederson do that. Ha, you said that. that. And uh, you said, monkey, do what monkey see or whatever uh, on your Twitter handle. Now, distribution, how much of that is something that you learnt at Bangalore and maybe at the India team? Because that is such an important part of the game now. Definitely. I mean, when I started, it was not a big integral part of being a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started my professional uh, career. career with East Bengal, and because the game was different then, and uh, the role was very different then. But when I went to Norway, uh, I got more confidence. I learned so much. I I grew in terms of technical ability and stuff like that. But when I came to Bangalore, that's where I could use it properly because I got to play more games and uh, I was playing more competitive, high-level matches. Mm. And that's where you test yourself. You know, you try things. And uh, I have been doing that since and uh, still I'm learning. You know, the, there course. are times when Neil Bai says that, you know, you can go to another level with your distribution. You mm. need to have more confidence. You need to train on it every single day. And this is just four or five days ago okay. when he was telling Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's how much I have to more like, go, go in terms of uh, my distribution skills. Sometimes, yes, uh, you know, uh, going long, which is one of my favorite things. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that I can, you know, pump the ball ahead uh, in a way where I think I can really help a team. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I just need to, you know, have the balance of it. If I can go long really good, I should be playing short passes really good as well. And that's the balance uh, that a modern goal, goalkeeper should have. Should have. Okay. okay. So we have Edison as one of the best examples. Right. Right. Absolutely. I want to be that. I want to do that. You know, learn with the game every right. year. Right. Be a student of the game. Absolutely. So, you know, when you... Uh, I think it was Arsene Wenger who said once that the goalkeeper is like uh, a camera. He sees the whole game. He's like the coach's eyes on the field. Now, uh, you've, you've mentioned that, you know, you possibly thought that in the ISL, Bangalore were getting a little too predictable and now things will change. Would it also yeah. be fair to say that, you know, going into this ISL, last ISL, you never yeah. really found a replacement for Miku and Bangalore's problems actually begin with the fact that you did not really replace uh, Miku. That in turn meant a lot of pressure on Sunil to get all the goals. That and also the fact that you did not really replace people like Nishu Kumar, uh, Albert, Albert Seran. Now, do you think that was also something, apart from being predictable, do you think that was also something that hurt Bangalore in the last ISL? I feel so. I mean, you know, when you have uh, players who have had such a big impact. Impact, yes. Uh, and have helped us win trophies. They brought some extent, like they brought something to the team. Right. And when... They are not there. There are huge expectations on people who are filling in their shoes. And if right. they don't, right. then you feel like, you know, we had something and we don't have the same dynamic now. Mm. So, it's it's something which happens in football All the so time. much. All the time. Yes. yes. I feel like when you find something which is working for you, mm. try to keep it as long as you as can. As you can. As long as you can. Which is what Bangalore did pretty well for yeah. some time. Yeah. Unfortunately, we couldn't continue. I mean, we did did it for a long time, mm. like, you know, three, four years we did. Right. But, you know, there's a time where things don't work out and people have to leave. That's something that, you know, the club has to and had to learn 
because it's a fairly new club. Right, right. It's the first and time something like this has happened to the club. Yes, and it was bound to happen. It was, you know, it, yeah, and it happened. And now I'm pretty sure that everyone knows what what it is, and now right. they know that. Are yeah, I mean, we need to have this that player, and if it works out for us, mm. we should you know keep this dynamic and make sure that it you know keeps on going as long as it can. That's right. why the players from FC Goa went to Mumbai. Right. The same players. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a very important point. You know, uh, Gupi, this is a question for a goalkeeper. Uh, how does a goalkeeper live down an obvious mistake? Because everybody sees that. And I ask this with a specific reference. You were excellent in that game against Qatar. You, you were absolutely, absolutely excellent. Then the expectations of the country rises. There are 65,000 people at Salt Lake Stadium. We are expected yeah. to beat Bangladesh like I asked you earlier. All games are difficult, yeah. I know. And then the hero of the Qatar game makes a mistake. How does he come back from that? Tell himself, okay, chalo, ho gaya. It can't be as easy as I'm saying that. You know, it's, it's something that, that is bound to play on your mind, isn't it? Especially for a goalkeeper. Of course, I mean, I'm the last guy. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I make a mistake, uh, it's obviously a goal. And that's something that you got to live with. Uh, that's something that will always be there. I remember that uh, Mr. Tanmay Basu, he was mm-hmm. uh, my goalkeeper coach yes, yes. Uh, in the under-16 and under 17. Yes. He always used to tell me, he said that a good goalkeeper has a short memory. Okay. And I want you to have a short memory. A good goalkeeper will always have a short memory. Mm-hmm. So the moment... Like something happens and uh, if you can forget it as fast as you can, it'll be better for you. Because if you sit and think about it, it's not going to help. And there have been times where I've sat and wasted nights after games mm. thinking about the mistake I did, you know, on the pitch. And uh, it hasn't helped me. Right. It didn't help me the next day. It didn't help me the day after that. <laughs> it has only helped me when uh, I've thought about it and I forgot it and I moved on. You know, there there were games like that where I made a mistake, but, you know, I forgot about it and I did well in the next game or the next half or next 20 minutes left in the game. Right. And that's, that's the sign of a good goalkeeper. And then there's this game against UAE recently where, but for Gurpreet, they could have been the margin of defeat could have been way higher. How do you, what do you take from a game like that? Uh, you have a great game, but the team still takes in six goals. If I want to, I would just take, you know, that... Uh, I did everything that I could mm. because that's very important. When you go on the pitch, personally speaking, right. you want to do everything that you can. You know, mm. there are things which are in your hand. There are things which are not in your hand. Right. And uh, I, I did whatever I could, which was in my hand. But as a team, I, I think that it was a very important game. Right. You know, because the moment we decide that we want to like, you know, uh, use the players that we've brought in. Mm-hmm. It's important to learn those lessons. It's experience. You need to learn it. There's a difference between playing five ISL games, 10 ISL games, two seasons in ISL and playing against a top opposition on an international level. Mm. You know, it's it's like, you know, the speed of the game, yeah. uh, the level of the players that you face, mm. uh, being in a different country, in their home stadium, it's a different life. It's a different level. Experience. I've experienced it with, you know, uh, when I played against Japan uh, in Asian Games. Right. Uh, those were the games where you learn. 
Okay. You know, those were the games where you make your mistakes, you learn. Mm-hmm. And this was the game where a lot of us, a lot of players who came on the pitch, learned their lessons because this was their first ever experience right. on such a Absolutely. against such a good team. Absolutely. And uh, that that's what I think uh, we all should uh, take from it. And uh, you know, nothing, nothing more, not to put themselves really down because they are the future, right. and uh, they need to learn from this, work really hard, and if they get called up again, you know, uh, make sure that we we perform better and uh, put India's name uh, on a better place. So, do you think? Do you think you know you you play the qualifiers in June again? Hopefully, the games will happen in June. Do you think uh, a long camp gets the best out of the India team? And I ask this with reference to the Asian Cup, to even when Bob's team went in 2011. Do you think a long camp generally helps? See, the funda behind long camps is uh, especially now. Yeah. That after the ISL is finished, there is a lot of idle time. Right. There's not much to do. Right. As a player who has mm. to play national league games, yeah. if you're not playing any competition mm. or if you're not playing any games and you're sitting at home and you come to a camp a week before the games, right. it's going to help. The reason behind uh, having long camps was to provide that uh, level of uh, competitiveness. Competition. Okay. And uh, I remember that, you know, under Bob Sir, when we were doing camps, mm. we were playing games almost every week. Mm. Mm. We were playing against local clubs. Okay. We were playing against different national teams. That's the only reason uh, a long camp happens is to create that competitiveness, to create that uh, a comp- a competition spark, to provide games for players who have mm. uh, not played any games after the, for example, ISL has finished. In uh, for some most of them in February, right? And if there is nothing they can do after the UAE game, mm. that that's when you need uh, your games to set you up right for the qualifiers. That's why I think uh, long camp helps. Yes. The other thing is that do you think our, the gap between our season should be shorter? I mean, our season ends in March, and forget the international <laughs> games or AFC Cup games. You don't begin till again October, November. I mean, so that's pretty much six months of doing nothing. Do you think this, that, that gap it, should be? As a player, it's it's not a great feeling mm-hmm. to not do anything for six, seven months. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, right now, everyone is working towards a bigger league. Right. You know, it's not that easy to sit down and Absolutely. be like, I think with, uh, with time, with the ISL being in its seventh season and mm-hmm. stuff like that, we've had 11 teams for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. You know, now the number of games are higher. Uh, I think it'll increase every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment the number of games increase, I think they should look at definitely doing the ISL, you know, um, like how the Premier League is, you know, from what is it, September, August, yeah, September? August to May. Even if they do it from September to April, it'll be right. it'll be great. better than of course, of course. Right. Because you start preseason a month ago. Right. Right. Absolutely. So, so it'll be it'll be great. Because not all the players in the league absolutely uh, get the opportunity to play in the national team. Or for or and an AFC Cup competition, yes. That's ninety percent of your players. Right. So you want uh, those players to play as much as they can around uh, the year. Around the year. Because if you train more you improve more. Mm. You play more. Mm. You have a bigger pool of players. Mm. 
to choose from for the national team and stuff like that. And you you get more games, more people interacting over the year. So a lot of plus points for it. There's been a perceptible change in style in the way the India team plays from the time of Stephen to Igor. I think one of the reasons why Igor was hired was also that. Do you think against quality opponents, we should go back to the way Stephen kind of played then this? Because playing out from the back, etc. looks is difficult when you are... It's, it's one thing to do it in an ISL team. You know, you have foreign players around yeah. you. But when you're doing it with a young team, as was shown in, in, in the game against UAE, do you think we should go back to the idea of the way Stephen played? Try play long, keep your defence compact. Because I think the worst India defeat uh, under Stephen was the 0-3 against Iran, which was your debut game, right? See, I, I feel like that's something that the players need to realise as well in the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's not only the management's job or the coach's job to tell you do this, do that. But as players, you need to also uh, in the game realize that are, are, this is not working for us. Maybe I should choose a different option mm. or maybe play out from the back. Sometimes, you know, it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Right. But I think uh, we should always try to play the way the coach has asked us to play because we, we shouldn't have any fear. We should try to play because that's going to improve our quality. That's why I'm saying that this game was very important because you made your mistake. Next time, you know that a player will pressure me, so I'll pass fast. Mm. You know, I'll I'll make sure that I'm in a better position asking for the pass. Mm. So, small, small details like that. Just because you lost a game doesn't mean that our AR system... If there's a way that you want to play and uh, some mistakes happen... That means you don't repeat those mistakes. Right. Instead of you don't uh, try that thing only. Okay. So it's important that we keep uh, trying because uh, we have good players mm. uh, who are you know comfortable on the on ball. On the ball, yes, yes, yes. They, who look for passes. I think it'll be it'll be good. We should keep trying. What do you think are India's chances in June, uh, given the World Cup? I and mean, how, how ready do you think uh, we will be? The fact that the other teams are playing their leagues while India does not, does that put us at a disadvantage? Obviously, in terms of rustiness and stuff like that, mm. uh, the players who will be called, especially who are not playing in the AFC competitions, right. the right. players who will be called from there, uh, will face a more physical challenge than the others who will be you know, from FC Goa, ATK and hopefully BFC as well. So, the players coming from these clubs might not have that uh, That rustiness comparing to the other players. But I feel like uh, it's it's not going to be a big, big challenge. Uh, If we are starting to prepare from a decent amount of time, I'm sure that we'll set set ourselves up very well and uh, go with a plan, go with the best 11 for the three games. And, uh, you know, do India proud. You know, okay, now something else completely. You you are quite active on social media, on Twitter at least. I, I see that's the only platform I'm on. So, I, I see uh, you uh, quite active on uh, Twitter. Do you, do you do it yourself or how much, if you do, how much time do you spend uh, every day on, on <laughs> all this? You think I am Sunil Chetri who have hired <laughs> people to do something? <laughs> So, how much time do you spend on this? Because I, I there's a tweet that you put out I asking Rishabh that Pant, and then Rishabh replied. So, it's it's quite interesting uh, that the conversations that you have on Twitter. People so. telling me that I need to tweet more. I don't tweet that much. I maybe tweet, I think once every two days or something okay. like that. Okay. 
Wow. because he was he was going to stand in a goal and save uh, shots from you know kids okay so he was he came to me and said you know uh, can i wear your gloves it's you know uh, it's nice to uh, have bfc in the in the city you guys are doing well mm-hmm. and he even came to the awards of uh, bengaluru fc and yes. he mentioned all players you know he's very involved he knows everyone He's like displayed it well, displayed it well. So it was okay. nice of him to be there. I think he is one of the best human beings I've ever met. Mm. You know, this this one part of you, your career that does not get talked about much. And I said I'll bring it up later because of what you've achieved. You've gone to Norway because of the time you spent at Bangalore and India. Is the games that you played for five years at East Bengal? How did that help the career progression of Gurpreet Singh Sandhu? I think it was very very important. to play those games because if i hadn't played those games i don't think i would have gone to norway and because, also gotten used uh, to the pressure i mean that 70000 80000 at salt lake stadium how many people have the advantage of getting used to that pressure when they're 19 years old definitely my second game for east bengal was uh, the derby game there was 100000 people in the stadium <laughs> right and, and you are uh, 19 and i was i was not used to it like that was the first time i was in a big stadium and there were 100000 people i couldn't hear maraj bhai who was playing in front of me he was center back so that's the kind of experience i think many of the young players have not uh, experienced and i was very lucky to you know have that uh, and i'm very fortunate that east bengal also you know uh, believed in me and kept pushing me to play and you know make sure that i was getting game time mm. um, because those games uh, were very important for a young keeper it's very rare right now that uh, a young keeper is getting 112 games for a yeah, club absolutely between 18 to 22 absolutely absolutely i played about 112 games for the uh, east bengal the club and uh, that 112 games had helped me so much to learn about professional football to make mistakes to make wonderful saves to help the team win trophies when i look back now mm. not a lot of players right now say that are yaar i have won this many trophies and this many trophies except sunil bhai or maybe <laughs> a few right right as a keeper i look back and i say yaar i have won uh, three to four trophies with uh, east bengal mm. you know when i was Absolutely. 18 when Absolutely. i was 22 right it's it was a special period for me and uh, it was something which had set me up right for my journey ahead okay good be final question uh, to you as you get along with your life as you get on get ready to play for bangalore etc there's been a whole lot of protests about with from farmers from your state in different parts of the country in delhi uh, yeah. how do you react to that it's a very uh, unfortunate situation honestly uh, for me i i had been following it uh, for a long long time and it's been too long uh, i say it it's unfortunate because it's been too long mm. uh, especially when your citizens are speaking i i feel like they need to be heard and uh, it's it's very important to 
know what people want and uh, make sure that you know a solution is provided because you know at the end of the day the country is run because of the people and it's for the people right so it's important to you know make sure that everyone is happy it's it's a very difficult thing to do mm. to keep everyone happy mm. but uh, it's something which is very very important and uh, i hope like you know uh, things get better because it's it's been too long honestly mm. and uh, i have my family members who also like you know uh, look at news every day my family members have been in the protest as well okay and uh, they are very motivated they go and they you know keeping their hopes high uh, not giving up which is very very important uh, but i hope uh, i hope that you know things get better because uh, at the end of the day they are not people who are not familiar and uh, they are not people who are you know not our citizens they are they are people who are from our country uh, they are us. who we work. they are us they are uh, our fellow indians and uh, they need if they need help they need to be heard we should listen and uh, provide a solution because at the end of the day it's the country whose uh, resources are being you know used in a different manner true this energy could have been used for many other things right. many good things right. but i hope you know things are you know done well and uh, hope everyone goes happy thank you so much gurpreet thank you so much for your time uh, it's it's always a pleasure talking to you and uh, here's here's to a good competition and here's to us uh, linking up sometime in the future again see you next time then this was an episode of kicks for free do like and follow us on @htsmartcast on facebook instagram and twitter and write to us at podcast@hindustantimes.com You can also follow us on our Twitter handles at dhimanht and at bhargav sarma. You can listen to more podcasts by logging into htsmartcast.com. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.